there. This is the Seattle Hockey Mom Podcast, and I'm Holly. I'm coming to you live from Seattle. I'm doing this because I love creative projects and trying out new media platforms. I'm talking on this podcast, sharing my love of hockey, and hoping to connect with other sports fans who want to improve their hockey IQs. So today is Veterans Day in the United States, and it was Remembrance Day yesterday in Canada, November 11th, and we were all wearing our poppies, and you know, it got me thinking about one of the major um, new logos in women's pro hockey, which is um, Rosie the Riveter of the Metropolitan Riveters. So I thought for Veterans Day, it would be a good time to share a little bit more about this um, icon of women's work during the wars. So Rosie the Riveter, I'm just getting this off of Wikipedia. I'm like, I'm like a kid doing a, like my son doing his um, PowerPoint presentation for math this weekend. It's like straight off of Wikipedia. He did reference it, but I'm, I'm telling you, this was not advanced research, and neither is my research advanced research, but I hope it's timely and I hope it's fun for you to review. What is Rosie the Riveter? This, you know, the emblem, it's like the woman with in the blue work shirt, red bandana, and she's got like her strong arm sort of front and center. Anyways, Rosie the Riveter is a cultural icon of World War II, representing the women who worked in factories and shipyards during World War II. Okay many of whom produced munitions and war supplies. These women sometimes took entirely new jobs, replacing the male workers who joined the military. Rosie the Riveter is used as a symbol of American feminism and women's economic power. Similar images of women war workers appeared in other countries, such as Britain and Australia. Images of women workers were widespread in the media as government posters and commercial advertising was heavily used by the government to encourage women to volunteer for wartime service in factories. Rosie the Riveter became the subject and title of a song and a Hollywood movie during World War II. So there you have it. That's our little hockey tribute um, to women's pro hockey, um, female veterans of World War II. It's all coming together and much respect um, goes out um, recognizing women who often aren't recognized as veterans and to all the other veterans uh, that allow, have allowed us to pursue frivolous things like hockey and entertainment and, and you know, just, just raising our kids in an environment where um, we can worry about things like having fun on the ice. Um, Gracious, gracious thanks to our many veterans and much support for, um, you know, good mental health and and recovery. And um, yes, thank you. Here are some Seattle Hockey Mom NHL highlights for Saturday, November 10th, 2018. I get my highlights from, I get my NHL viewing from NHL Network. It's a subscription that we get, and so through that I'm able to watch the games when I'm home. 
um, an injury got my son home this weekend. He was supposed to be at a lacrosse nationals tournament, but I was home. So not for a good reason, but I did get to watch some hockey and, um, also got to catch up with the highlights from the on the fly program, which is, uh, under the umbrella of the NHL network. Anyways, uh, most importantly, my son's observation that Connor McDavid has, is growing out his hair. So we got some flow represented among the big stars. Anyways, we were excited to see um, Pacioretty um, welcomed home in Montreal. Um, the Canadians played the Vegas Golden Knights, and it was uh, Pacioretty's first time, Max Pacioretty's first time home to Montreal to play uh, the Canadians. Uh, since he was traded to Vegas, he was captain in Montreal and played there for 10 years. And... Um, yeah, he he got a nice welcome. He was honored. But anyways, the Canadians did win that game 5-4. to four. Um, Let's see what else. Of course, Barzell and New York Islanders, they played the Florida Panthers. And um, it was Roberto Luongo in net um, for the Panthers. He's awesome. I used to watch him with Vancouver. Um, and he... Um, he didn't stop a breakaway goal from Matthew Barzell. That was beauty, a beauty. People have been getting on Barzell a little bit that he hasn't been playing so great lately. Um, I believe he's been changed onto a line, like first line with Anders Lee and Josh Bailey. Um, so uh, I think that's a bit of a, is that a promotion for him? I don't know. Um, four to two Panthers win on that one. The last goal being an empty net goal. Uh, let's see what else. Penguins played Arizona Coyotes. Um, Penguins have been struggling lately, but yesterday, um, four to zero win. Cindy Crosby was outstanding. Um, you'll see some of his goals on highlight reels for sure. Um, oh yeah, you gotta watch, uh, there's gonna be a new Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony tomorrow night, Monday, um, it's gonna play at, um, 5 p.m. Pacific time, it's gonna be broadcast. So what else is going on? Uh, Canucks played the Sabres, I like Jake Vertanen, he scored the second goal, and then, uh, I guess, um, Hmm, Gabranson's on a roll for Canucks lately. What else is new? But the Buffalo Sabres did win that one in a shootout. I saw lots of shootouts um, going on. Well, there were lots of games yesterday. Oh, by the way, are you watching? Are you noticing these little Remembrance Day poppies that people are wearing? Last time we went up to Canada with our team a week or so ago, I bought a couple of those. Um, one for us and one for the... Um, the receptionist at my son's middle school. She's from the Yukon. She's Canadian, so I brought her one too. I have to... I have to butter her up because we missed some school. But anyways, you can go into Tim Hortons and get your Remembrance Day poppy. Um, Veterans Day in the States, Remembrance Day in Canada. But anyways, you can leave a toonie or something. If you get some Canadian change, you can put it in the collection box and, and take your poppy. So we got ours this year. Um, and you're going to see, if you watch um, Hockey Night in Canada, you're going to see Don Cherry and Ron McLean wearing their poppies. And that's what that's all about. Um, what else? Blackhawks fired their coach after 10 years. Uh, I think his name's Joel Kenville or something like that. I don't, I know his face really well, but I didn't really know his name, but I heard them say it last night. Anyways, um, they fired him, which is crazy. Anyways, um, Philadelphia beat Chicago last night at, um, in Philadelphia. 
Uh, so they got a new coach, but uh, not a win so far. Anyways, um, what else? Nashville versus Dallas Stars. P.K. Subban, who we love. Um, my son was excited to see him do some cool dance moves. It's all about dancing this year with the Fortnite um, game being so popular. Anyways, Nashville's currently making history for their road trip wins this season. And then let's see what else. We finished the night watching um, Calgary at LA. And so, as you know, I'm sort of interested right now in this um, Sean Monaghan and Johnny Gaudreau um, line mates, I, these these picky eater prep school kids. I'm excited to see what they're doing together. But actually, we fell asleep before I saw the end of that game. So... That was our night with the NHL. Okay, now let's take a look at what's happening in the NWHL. It's been a while since I've given these ladies some airtime, and it is definitely long overdue. So the Minnesota Whitecaps are way out ahead. Remember, that was the team that was new this year, the Minnesota Whitecaps. And their fans, their hometown, are extremely excited and supportive about these ladies. Anyways, so they are way out ahead. And if the stats are up to date on the website, they are 6-0. and So they've won every game six game winning streak and that's what I've been seeing when I have tuned in to watch I say are their stats updated because sometimes um, the media um, about the NWHL is a little bit you know it's not it's not up to the standards that the men's hockey is and that's just really all about money and backing and support and these women deserve it and they need it and as they get more there's going to be better and better um, coverage about what they're up to. So, but I think this looks about right based on what I've been kind of following. I knew that Minnesota was winning a lot of their games and it looks like they're way out in front. Um, then, uh, next in points drops way down to the Buffalo Buttes who, um, having played four games so far, have two wins and two losses. And then, um, Boston Pride right below them. It says they've only played three games and I guess that is possible, um, that sounds about right. I watched footage of two of their games, um, and of those, they've got one, two wins and one loss. And then the Metropolitan Riveters, um, having played already six games, um, the Riveters, of course, are, um, supported by the New Jersey Devils and, and in partnership with them and, and their coverage tends to be quite excellent. Um, they played six games, um, only one win though, and five losses, um, from a team that was, I believe the strongest last year. That's a bit of a struggle. And then finally there's Connecticut whale who speaking of struggling after having played three games is looking at only, um, three losses for their time. Anyways, um, this last weekend, there weren't any games at all from the NWHL because they were at the Four Nations Cup. And um, they actually, um, USA, well, they, um, a lot of the girls that were, or women that were um, normally having their NWHL hockey games were playing for um, USA teams at the Four Nations Cup. And um, USA did pull out the win again. Uh, and 
Canada, they, Canada is the team that they were able to beat in the final game. And, um, of course I'm most excited for Canada about their, their goaltender, um, Jabados, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Anyways, um, outstanding goaltending. This is a tournament that, um, happened in Saskatoon in Canada and, um, some of the um, hot players were Minnesota Whitecaps forward uh, Kendall Coyne-Schofield, and uh, who registered some points, and also Buffalo Buttes forward Danny Cameron, Cameron Nacy uh, was um, also helpful in that gold medal performance. So lots of excitement in NWHL games coming up again this weekend November 17th and 18th there will be three games you can watch highlights on YouTube um again like I said it's kind of still it's coming along I mean even from last last year when I was watching to this year already the highlight reels are better there's still no the ones I found anyways, there's no voice talking over top of the highlight reel. So if the camera angle doesn't show you the jersey name or jersey number, you can't necessarily see who scored. And even the highlight reels don't really, if you if you try to follow what happened on the games just from the highlight reels, they, they didn't even use graphics to show what the final score was or um, or who scored or anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of rudimentary, but it's coming along and it's only going to get better if we all take the time to um tune in um also other names to to keep in mind Hillary Knight of course the name we're all familiar with in women's hockey um was also um a goal scorer uh for USA and um who else um Melissa Samoskovich Samoskovich um also scoring for the USA um, you know, it's, it's too bad that one obstacle I've identified in watching women's pro hockey is the fact that who's your fan base, your fan base is women. And, you know, mainly, that's the main people who are going to be really excited about watching um, women's hockey, I think. Um, and one thing I, most women I know have in common is an extreme shortage of time and running around trying to do everything. And very few women I know sitting around watching TV shows. And that, you know, I guess um, I know there are shows, Netflix shows and whatnot that are directly produced to attract women's attention. And so there's women watching TV. There's no doubt about that. But um, it's hard to picture the demographic that would be interested in women's hockey having a lot of time to sit and watch women's hockey. So that's going to be an obstacle right there. Um, and I'm not sure how we get past that, but, you know, having uh, really well-produced highlight clips would be definitely um, a cool next step to get to. Um, anyways, so that's the action for right now. Um and we'll be back at it next weekend with regular season games for the NWHL. Well, that's it for another short and sweet episode from the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. I'm keeping it super real and personal, and I think there isn't a more fun and accessible way to relax and learn about pro hockey 
women's hockey, minor hockey, and life in Seattle, Washington. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye until next time.